Shalom Aleichem, peace be upon you. Welcome back to the broadcast. Well, it's week five of our prophet's portion, uh, the Haftarah, and uh, we are still in the book of Kings this week, uh, actually 1 Kings chapter 1. Now, in this particular story, we have King David who's near death, um, and then we have a little bit of a battle over the succession, over the throne. In fact, one of his sons, Adonijah, if I'm uh, pronouncing his name right here, Adonijah, uh, decides that he's going to try to usurp the throne. He's going to try to steal it by parading himself out in front of the people and doing things and acting as if he has won, as if he has been appointed uh, as if he is the king. And of course, the, uh, you know, Bathsheba and Nathan the prophet and the, and Shimei and Rei and, and the mighty men which belonged to David uh, come together to, and, to, uh, and come to David with this problem uh, as as he's in his deathbed, so that he can appoint Solomon as the king before it is too late, and as it was uh, uh, as it was ordained to be. It's interesting that we're reading this this week, uh, because uh, this this story may hit home for us in some ways here in the United States. But it's a reminder to us that. God's in control, and that the scriptures say that God is the one who sets up kings and takes them down. He is the one who ordains these people. And I've got a little devotional about it uh, that I'll share with you this weekend. I'll create a video and and an audio file that I'll send out uh, with the email and all that stuff on Sunday morning. Um... What was I going to say in regards to this? Oh, I was talking about how God is the one who's in control, right? And he's the one that sets up kings and takes them down. And let me just share two short verses with you. Uh, Daniel 2.21 says, And he changeth the times and the season. He removeth kings and he setteth up kings. He giveth wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that no understanding. And you see, uh, Nebuchadnezzar was a perfect example of God having the power to take him down and set him back up. Romans 13, 1 says, Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. And this doesn't always mean that the leader is a good person okay god has his reasons for allowing wicked leaders and and good leaders and the point that i'm trying to make is that regardless of how ruthless wicked men and women are they cannot overpower the will of god and he's always smarter he's always wiser and so We see that taking place in this story as God kind of works through uh, Nathan the prophet um, 
who gives counsel to Bathsheba and uh, kind of orchestrates this whole uh, thing of reversing this plan that Adonijah is trying to pull off. All right, enough rambling and stumbling over myself. Let's just read the scriptures, and I pray in the name of Jesus that you would be blessed. First Kings chapter 1. Now King David was old and stricken in years, and they covered him with clothes, but he got no heat. Wherefore his servants said unto him, Let there be sought from my lord the king a young virgin, and let her stand before the king, and let her cherish him, and let her lie in thy bosom, that my lord the king may get heat. So they sought for a fair damsel throughout all the coast of Israel, and found Abishag a Shumanite, and brought her to the king. And the damsel was very fair, and she cherished the king, and ministered to him, but he knew her not. Then Adonai, well, let me just stop right there, because people get all worked up about this first verse. They brought in a young woman to care for the king. That's all this is about. This is not anything nefarious or anything like that, which is why the scriptures felt the need to end that first little section with, but the king knew her not, meaning he did not have any physical relationship with her. Moving on. Verse 5. Then Adonijah, the son of the son of Haggath, exalted himself, saying, I will be king. And he prepared him chariots and horsemen and fifty men to run before him. And his father had not displeased him, displeased him at any time in saying, What hast thou done? And he was also a very goodly man, and his mother bare him after Absalom. And he conferred with Jaab, Joab, the son of Zariah, and with Abithar the priests, and they, following Adonijah, helped him. But Zodak the priest, and Benaiah the son of Jehoiada, and Nathan the prophet, and Shimei, and Rei, and the mighty men which belonged to David, were not with Adonijah. And Adonijah slew sheep and oxen and fat cattle by the stone of Zoheleth, which is by Enrogel, and called all his brethren the king's sons, and all the men of Judah the king's servants. But Nathan the prophet, Benaiah, and the mighty men, and Solomon his brother, he called not. All right. So you have Adonijah, one of the sons of David. He's, he's parading himself around as if he is king, with chariots and horsemen, and, and, and it says 50 men that ran before him. And his father didn't say anything about it. Talking about King David. Um, he conferred with, you know, Joab and the son of Zariah and with Abithar the priest. And so he had some people who rallied behind him, even some religious people. Okay. Even, even one of the priests is going against what has been foreordained by God, what has been said about Solomon, Bathsheba's son, that he would be the successor of the throne. You know, because this is what happens, is people, they, they see an opportunity and they ride the coattail of power, hoping that they'll get some special privileges. I mean, look, if you thought political corruption and the attempts to steal 
leadership. Even though you didn't earn it or be appointed it, if you think that's a new thing, it's not. It goes back to the very beginning. As long as government has existed, this type of behavior has existed. And of course, when he does all this, he excludes the people that would that should truly be involved in the leadership. You know, Zodak the priest, Beniah the son of Jehoiada, Nathan the prophet, that'd be a pretty important person to have, right? The prophet of God, the one who's the one who God speaks to the nation through. They, well, well, we don't want that guy around, right? And of course, you know, Bathsheba and Solomon. We can't have those two around. I mean, Solomon's the one who's supposed to be king. So that is what is taking place. So let's get to verse 11. Wherefore, Nathan spake unto Bathsheba, the mother of Solomon, saying, Hast thou not heard that Adonijah the son of Haggath doth reign? And David our Lord knoweth it not? Now therefore come, let me, I pray thee, give thee counsel that thou may savest thy own life and the life of thy son Solomon. Go, and get thee unto King David, and say unto him, Did did not thou, my lord, O king, swear unto thy handmaid, saying, Surely Solomon thy son shall reign after me, and he shall sit upon my throne? Why then doth Adonijah reign? Behold, while thou yet talkest there with the king, I also will come in after thee, and confirm thy words. So Nathan the prophet comes to Bathsheba and says, this is what we must do to save your life. Okay, because look, this is what happens uh, and what happened back then um, is that you had to get rid of anybody who could be a threat to the throne. And so obviously, once Adonijah successfully pulls off this heist, he's got to get rid of his brother. Let me... Uh, read you the commentary from Matthew Henry about that little section there that we just read about this interaction between Nathan the prophet, the spokesman of God, and Bathsheba. Here's what he says. He says, Observe Nathan's address to Bathsheba. Let me give thee counsel how to save thy own life and the life of thy son. Such as this the counsel Christ ministers give us in his name. To give all diligence, not only that no man take our crown, but that we save our own lives, even the lives of our souls. I just thought that was good. Uh, Let me read this last part, even though we haven't got to the scriptures. David made a Solomon declaration of his firm cleaving to his former resolution, that Solomon should be his successor. Even the recollection of distress from which the Lord redeemed him, increased his comfort, inspired his hopes, and animated his duty under the decays of nature and the approach of death. So let's continue on. Verse 15. And Bathsheba went into the king, into into the chamber, and the king was very old. And Abishag the Shumanite ministered unto the king. And Bathsheba bowed and did abstinence unto the king. And the king said, What wouldest thou? And she said unto him, My lord, thou swearest by the Lord thy God unto thy handmaid, saying, Surely Solomon thy son shall reign after me, and he shall sit upon my throne. And now, behold, Adonijah reigneth. And now, my lord the king, thou knowest it not. 
and he hath slain oxen and fattened cattle and sheep in abundance, and he hath called all the sons of the king, and Abithar the priest, and Joab the captain of the host. But Solomon thy servant hath he not called. And thou, my lord, O king, the eyes of Israel are upon thee, that thou shouldest tell them who shall sit on the throne of my lord the king after him. Otherwise it shall come to pass when my lord the king falls asleep with his fathers, fathers that I and my son Solomon shall be counted offenders. And lo, while she yet talked with the king, Nathan the prophet also came in. And they told the king, saying, Behold, Nathan the prophet. And when he was come in before the king, he bowed himself before the king, his face to the ground. And, he, and Nathan said, My lord, O king, hast thou said, Adonijah shall reign after me, and he shall sit upon my throne? For he has gone down this day, and hath slain oxen and fat cattle and sheep in abundance, and hath called all the king's sons and the captains of the host, and Abithar the priest. And behold, they eat and drink before him, and say, God save king Adonijah. But me, even me thy servant, and Zodak the priest, and Benaiah the son of Jehida, and thy servant Solomon hath he not called. Is this, the th is this thing done by my lord the king? And thou hast not showed it unto my, thy servant, who should sit on the throne of my lord the king after him? Then king David answered and said, Call me Bathsheba. And she came in into the king's presence, and stood before the king, and the king sware, and said, As the Lord liveth, that hath redeemed my soul out of all distress, even as I swear unto thee by the Lord God of Israel, saying, Assuredly Solomon thy son shall reign after me, and he shall sit upon my throne in my stead. Even so will I certainly do this day. Then Bathsheba bowed her face to the earth, and did reverence to the king, and said, let my Lord King David lie forever. Live, I'm sorry. Let my Lord King live forever. And King David said, Call me Zodiac the priest, and Nathan the prophet, and Benaiah the son of Jehida. And they came before the king, and the king also said unto them, Take with you the servants of your Lord, and cause Solomon my son to ride upon my own mule, and bring him down to Gihon. And Zodak Zadok the priest and Nathan the prophet anoint him their king over Israel and blow ye the trumpet and say God save King Solomon then ye shall come up after him that he may come and sit upon my throne for he shall be king in my stead and I have appointed him to be ruler over Israel and over Judah and Benaiah son of Jehida answered the king and said Amen the Lord God of my lord the king say so too as the Lord hath been with my lord the king, even so be he with Solomon, and make his throne greater than the throne of my lord king David. So Zadok the priest, and Nathan the prophet, and Benaiah the son of Jehida, and the Cherites, and the Pelathites went down and caused Solomon to ride upon king David's mule, and brought him to Gihon. And Zadok the priest took a horn of oil out of the tabernacle and anointed Solomon. And they blew the trumpet, and all the people said, God save King Solomon. And all the people came up from after him, and the people piped with pipes and rejoiced with great joy. So the earth rent with the sound of them. And Adonijah and all the guests that were with him heard it as, as they made an end of eating. And when Joab heard the sound of the trumpet, he said, Wherefore is this noise of the city being in an uproar? 
And while he yet spake, behold, Jonathan, the son of Abathar, the priest, came. And Adonijah said unto him, Come in, for thou art a valiant man, and bring us good tidings. And Jonathan answered and said to Adonijah, Verily our lord King David hath made Solomon king. And the king hath sent him with Zodak the priest, and Nathan the prophet, and Benaiah the son of Jehida, and the, Cher- and the Cherethites, and the Pelethites, and they have caused him to ride upon the king's mule. And Zodak the priest, and Nathan the prophet, have anointed him king of Gihon, king in Gihon, and they are come up from thence rejoicing. So that the city rang again, This is the noise that ye have heard. And Solomon sitteth on the throne of the kingdom, and moreover the king's servant came to bless our lord king David, saying, God make the name of Solomon better than thy name, and make his throne greater than thy throne. And the king bowed himself upon the bed. And also this said the king, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, which hath given one to sit on my throne this day, my eyes even seeing it. And all the guests were with Adonijah, were afraid. And rose up and went every man his way. And Adonijah feared because of Solomon, and arose and went and caught hold on the horns of the altar. And it was told Solomon, saying, Behold, Adonijah feareth King Solomon, for lo, he hath caught hold on the horns of the altar, saying, Let the King Solomon swear unto me this day that he will not slay his servant with the sword. And Solomon said, If he will show himself a worthy man, there shall not be a hair of him that fall to the earth. But if wickedness shall be found in him, he shall die. So King Solomon sent, and they brought him down from the altar. And he came and he bowed himself to King Solomon. And Solomon said unto him, Go to thine house. That is the end of that chapter. Uh, We actually weren't supposed to read the whole chapter for the Torah portion this week, but it just made sense to me to read the whole story. So Adonijah, he thought he had this in the bag, didn't he? He paraded himself around, he got people on board behind him to proclaim that he is king and to say, then to call him king. But in the end, God made that decision. Let me read some more commentary to you from Matthew Henry and we'll wrap this up about the very end here. He said, The people expressed great joy and satisfaction in the elevation of Solomon. Every true Israelite rejoices in the exaltion of the son of David. Combinations formed upon evil principles will soon be dissolved when self-interest calls another way. How can those who do evil deeds expect to have good tidings? You know, the scriptures talk about so much about how you reap what you sow, how the wicked will fall into their own pit, how they they lay snares for the righteous, but they themselves will be trapped up in it, right? Right? Matthew Henry saying, look, this catches up to you eventually. How can those who do these evil deeds expect to have good tidings? He continues on. Adonijah had despised Solomon, but soon dreaded him. We see, we see here as in a glass, Jesus, the son of David and the son of God, exalted to the throne of glory, notwithstanding all his enemies. His kingdom is far greater than that of his father David, and therein all the true people of God quarterly rejoice. The prosperity of his cause is vexation and terror to his enemies. No horns of the altar, no forms of godliness, nor pretense to religion can profit those who will not submit themselves to his authority and accept his salvation. And if their submission be hypocritical, 
they shall perish without remedy. Well, that is our study for this morning. And I don't know about all of you, but that study is really hitting home and very timely, if I must say. I don't know what's going to happen in the coming weeks or months. What I do know is that uh, nothing's been decided yet. The media doesn't tell me who our president's going to be. The media doesn't tell me, you know, well, they tell me, but they have no authority to, to make these claims. You know, there's a process in which all these things happen. I talk a little bit, that about, a little bit about that in the devotional that'll come out this weekend. Regardless, here's what I do know for sure. Is that God changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings. He sets up kings. He gives wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. I know this. There is no power but of God. The powers that are, they are ordained by God. He is in control. And so I'm still praying that God's will be done, whatever that is. And that he remember his people. And that he has mercy on us for the sake of the remnant. For the sake of those who call upon the name of his son, Jesus. I pray you've been blessed this morning. I pray you've been encouraged this morning. Thank you for listening. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.